You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And folks, this episode has been brought to you by the great folks over at McDonald's. Not only has McDonald's always been more than just a place for tasty, affordable food, it has also been an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being here. I'm loving it. Now, we've got to get into this because y'all know the tradition now. We've we've moved Brett to game days because my, my work schedule has gotten so hectic. They're whooping the wheels off me at work, okay? So keep listening to this show so I can be uh, sports journalism full-time because this tech recruit got me. It got me. But anyway, um, with that being said, we got Brett on the day. And when I tell you the pre-production for this show, we me and Brett oftentimes have to do the thing where we're like, all right, let's save it for the show. But today... <laughs> It got, it, 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 in the words of anybody who watched Degrassi back in the day, it goes there. Today it's going to go there. But first, how was your week, Brett? My week was really good. I'm kind of like not liking this cold weather because my dog gets me up before its sun comes up and it's cold. So, uh, and, and you know, it's funny because you got all these people from Syracuse coming down here tonight. Uh, I'm sure they're feeling like, like at home. And then it dawned on me, you know what? They play in a dome, so maybe uh, they're not going to like this cold weather so much. But yeah, I'm doing good. Oh yeah, up there, up there by Syracuse, the the code is is not. That's not something that, especially North Carolina code is respectful. North Carolina code like taps you on the shoulder and is like, "Hey, buddy, put on the jacket." The code once you like get really far above the Mason Dixon, that's that Latrell Sprewell code. Like in your your PJ Carlismo, <laughs> it's just gonna choke you. It's just gonna keep choking you until like you're like, <clears throat> "I'm in the car now, good." You know, it's the funniest thing is the coldest I've ever been is a few years ago, there was an NCAA regional at the Dome there in Syracuse, and a bunch of us were waiting for an Uber to get there. And the Dome is on one side of campus, and our hotel was on the other. It wasn't that far. It was walking distance under normal circumstances. But it had to be about nine thousand degrees below zero, and, the wind was <laughs> and it was like there was like some you know snow flurries coming, and so we were waiting in, inside, and the Uber never showed up, so we ended up deciding we we're going to walk it. And oh my God, it was the longest five blocks in, in the history of walking. So yeah. Oh, let me tell you, we, it, trust me, I used to have to cast two buses across town every day uh, to go to Cast Tech, and and that. When it snows and that snow gets in your shoe and then it starts oh. to melt in your shoe, but it's still cold because even after it melts, it doesn't turn from snow to like it warm turns water. To water. It turns yeah. to cold water on your feet and you're just sitting there like, okay, it's going to be all right. <laughs> it's going to be all right. But but we got to talk about some things because if we're talking about cold, you feel like a lot of the situations that went wrong with Wake Forest, it was us giving our run game the cold shoulder. Can you elaborate yeah. on that a little bit? I, I the only thing I can think is that that Dave Doran and Tim Beck outcoached themselves. You know, sometimes coaches try to be too smart, and they try to you know uh, uh, you know I, I don't know they they they, they think they're, they're they're pulling a fast one on somebody. And I I guess they they saw some injuries in the uh, secondary for Wake Forest and thought let's let's take advantage of this, forgetting that three of the past four teams that Wake Forest had played had given up three hundred or, or had had rushed for 300 or more yards. And those guys couldn't stop you, Kenton. And I know that you were a good athlete at one time, but, I mean, you were a defensive lineman. 
So, you know, you, you could have run for 100 yards against that defense. And yet, Bam only runs the ball seven times. Ricky Person only runs it, I believe, five. And then they had two planned runs from, uh, from, from, from Devin Leary. I want to say there was, there was 12 planned runs in that game, and you just can't do that. You, it's, it just didn't work, and, and, and I and I'd still, for the life of me, don't understand that. Uh, you, you know, you, you're not smarter than the other guy. You do what, what you do. The thing that confused me the most about it, if if we're if we're looking at this game and saying, well, well, how did this happen, right? There was the thought of, well, Wake Forest is banged up uh, in their secondary, and that's why we went there. But let's look at this thing objectively and say, Wake Forest at full strength up front has been one of the worst. They are in the bottom ten percent of stopping the run, even fully loaded. Yeah. Even fully loaded. The last the last five games in particular before NC State, they were allowing 243 yards, rushing yards per game on average. Yep. On average. So yep. when I'm looking at, oh, well, this, this unit's banged up, that unit's banged up, sometimes you don't need to tailor what you do. And this is something <clears throat> that I've, I've stuck with in life that I learned from Coach Wilcher and Coach Crowell at Cast Tech that I keep with me, and I'm going to keep it with me till I die. Life, football, whatever you're talking about, it's not about adjusting what you do at all times in order to be better than somebody else or get an edge up on somebody else. It's about being the best version of you, and if you do that, nine times out of ten, you'll get where you need to be. You'll get the win. You'll get where you need to go. Even even if you want to take shots during the first half, okay, even if you want to come out and see if you can surprise them, and, and you know, they, they, they got a couple of big plays out of it, and, you know, okay, listen, you're, you're down, and um, Zonovan Knight runs the opening kickoff of the second half back for a touchdown, 100 yards, and now you're ahead. So now at this point you say, well, maybe we should go back to being who we are and maybe take advantage of, of their weaknesses instead of still knocking our head against the wall. But they didn't. I, you know, that would have been the perfect opportunity. Okay, look, we gave it a shot. We just, you know, it, but but we're in a dogfight here. Let's go back to our you know, to our tendencies against their tendencies and take advantage of our you know our, of our strengths. And they didn't. I, I just I just don't understand it. And you know what else too? I also don't buy the whole squib kick thing at the end of the first half because that ended up costing them the game there too. Um, you know, it was, okay, you're kicking into the wind. That's fine. Listen, your guy kicked it out of the end zone every time he kicked it up until that point. And if you're that concerned about the win, just have him kick the ball out of bounds. Because if they're starting at the 35, they're going to take a knee and they're going to go in. Yeah, they still you know? don't have enough time to make something happen. But, but, you let, but you let Tyler Marin run it back to you know midfield, and all of a sudden they're two first downs away from kicking a field goal because they've got a great field goal kicker. Boom, 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 and they did. Guess what? You lose by three points. Yeah. Yeah, you again. You just can't have that. You you literally you just cannot have that. That is that is the type of stuff. And when people say, well, you know, there's this team is is this team can't do this or this team can't do that. I have said this about this the Syracuse team that we're about to face, and we're going to talk about it in a few. And I said yep. it about NC State. People oftentimes are too slow to put the onus and blame on the coaches. It is a coach's responsibility. It is a coach's duty to put your players in the best position to have success. You cannot tell me putting my players in the best position to have success was not doing what our quote-unquote identity is 
against a team that's terrible at stopping what your identity is. You can't tell me that. You can't yeah. tell me the, our path to success was figuring that they were so hurt that they're going to be worse at this thing that they're all right at. They're not great at. They're not bad at it either. Terrible at it, rather. They're going to be worse at this thing that they're all right at because they've lost players than the thing that they were terrible at at full strength. That's what yep. you're telling me right now. That's yep. That's what you're telling me. Like, come on, dude. Come on. And again, 243 yards per game allowed on the ground. And the thing is, they didn't even try to run. That's the thing. If you try to run early and say, you know what, they're stopping us. We got to do something different. Okay, I can buy that. They didn't even try it. I mean, I think they had, what, seven rushes in the first half. I mean, it's you just it's just not enough. And and guys like like Bam Knight, who, by the way, they couldn't stop when he was running kicks back. Honestly, um, honestly, he, if you look at his rushing numbers, they couldn't stop him there either. He was averaging seven and a half yards per carry on four carries, and his long was 18. So it's yeah, not like and, all of his yards came in one rush. And, you know, guys like him, you know, they get better as they get into a rhythm. Ricky mm-hmm. Person is, as well. You know, the, the more they carry the ball, the more of a rhythm they get into, the more they kind of, you know, get feel for where the blocks are and and, and, and they get better, and and they never got the chance to do that against Wake Forest. And I and I still scratch my head. Listen, Dave Doran has done an excellent job over these past two years, and he's done a really nice job with this team. But I think he really had a just an awful bad day against Wake Forest, and I think it's because he tried to be too smart. He tried to be the smartest guy in the room and outcoach everybody, and he outcoached himself. And you know what? That's that's happened multiple times against Wake Forest. That's happened multiple times against uh, Wake Forest under under Dave Doran's uh, leadership, and it's it's like at some point in time we got to get this together again. The, I, for perspective on how bad Wake Forest rushing defense is, for perspective on this now, we said that they were uh, the 121st or 120th. No, they were 121 of 130 last week. Before, okay. before they played us, they were 121. <clears throat> they moved up to 112 now, but they were 121 before. Now, they were allowing 243 or 234. It was one of those two numbers. They were allowing that many rushing yards per game. Let me tell you where that would put them in the nation. That would put them in the bottom five with Stanford, yeah. Kansas, Missouri, and Arkansas. Well, all you need to know is they gave up 300-plus yards on the ground to Carolina. Yeah. That's it. That, I mean, yeah. and, uh, I rest my case. And that, that your case is resting peacefully. It, it took a nap. It bought the pillow out. The yeah. prosecution and the defense done gave their closing argument. It, 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 the case is resting. The case is getting its beauty sleep, okay? It's, it's in a deep slumber. Because the, what we're saying here, and again, we are not saying this to to denigrate Dave Dorn or to say, oh, he's a terrible coach. He's a terrible person. I'm slapping his He had a bad day. He had a bad day. He had a bad day. But I think my biggest problem here is um, I'm, I'm a firm believer – it, humans make mistakes. Robots make mistakes. Every every living thing, everything that is cognizant and acts to do tasks will make mistakes, right? But mm-hmm. the, the difference is, do you learn from the mistake? Yep. Do you learn from it? Do you learn from it? Because I don't think that there should be a world, again, where we see a team who is, I mean, honestly and truly now, you're, you're allowing wild rushing yards to a team that cannot block. And like... <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's – like, it, uh, we have a first-round guard that's playing tackle. And you're telling me, oh, no, we, we can't 
We can't yeah. move the ball. It's yeah, find th- Icky, have have one of your two really talented backs run behind him and just get everybody else out of the way. This, yeah. And you know what's crazy? I wouldn't even be against this. When when I played against Louisville, uh, Bobby Petrino used to do this thing where he would send his best guard and tackle to where the the run was going to be nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. And you just lived with it. You, there was because at the end of the day, what are you gonna do about it, right? You can slant to yep. their side, you can do whatever to their side. They were still two bad boys. John Miller is still playing in the NFL yeah. right now. <laughs> I don't know what that tackle is doing, but I know John Miller is still playing in the NFL to this day. So the reality of this, he was the guard at Louisville at that time. The reality of this is sometimes you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. Some or you know what? Sometimes the smartest guy in the room knows. My Larrys and Joes are better than yours. Boys, go yep. get them. Because yep. and, and I'm, I'm we're we're about to get to break here, but before we go, I just I, I want to dig into this just one step further. I love what you said in that sometimes you need to get into a rhythm running the ball, right? Yep. But let's yep. let's discuss the rhythm aspect of it because Wake Forest, our defense has been phenomenal. Yep. If Gibson doesn't win the Broyles, that I don't know what else he can do to win it. Having a defense that's ranked where ours is. After the way oh, they looked the last few years, yeah. Not only with the way they looked the last few years, all the, all injuries, the injuries they sustained. Yeah. yeah. Again, if you're not Alabama, if you're not Georgia, if you're not – actually, I don't even know if those teams could survive losing an All-American linebacker, losing an All-Conference linebacker, losing your starting nose guard, losing – I mean, you're – Hey, listen, and, and, and Cyrus Fagans too. I mean, he was – he. he off to a great start. He was, the, you know, the, the best player in the secondary before he got hurt. Exactly. So, so you lose your All American linebacker, All Conference linebacker, best player in the secondary, your experienced nose guard, and you just keep it rolling. Yeah. That that to me is flatly amazing. But the thing about rhythm, Wake Forest could not get into a rhythm in that first quarter. They yep. couldn't get into a rhythm. And oh, by the way, their first touchdown, At Perry pushed off Tanner Ingle. But and, should have gotten called for and of course, FBI. Oh, trust me, I, I played the actual call on that from Tim Hasselback. Now, did Tim Hasselback is a former quarterback, just like his big brother Matt. Yeah. And Tim yeah. is on the tape. He's on ACC Network saying, "Yeah, I don't know how the ref didn't see that. It's clear as day. At Perry is pushing him down while he's fighting for the ball." I mean, it's clear as day. Yeah. The rest, the rest yep. flubbed that up. But at the end of the day, ACC officiating is so terrible. You have got to uh, overcome it. You've yeah. got to realize ACC officials are going to take one from you, give one to the other team every game. And it's ridiculous to say you got to be about ten points better than the officiating, but it's just the the sad reality of where we are right now. But the rhythm part of this, had we run the ball, the best thing that you can do to keep good quarterbacks out of rhythm. If you ask people, how do you stop a Brady? How do you stop a Mahomes? How do you stop a Lamar Jackson? How do you stop? Get them cold. You keep them on the sideline, they get cold. And guess what happens when they get cold? They have to overcompensate and they start to press and make bad decisions because they're thinking, I don't know when I'm going to get this ball again. And Kenton, even with that, they picked Hartman off three times. Yeah. If you would have told me before this game that – they would have picked Hartman off three times. They're 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 really their great field goal kicker would have missed a field goal, mm-hmm. okay? And 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 Bam would have run a kickoff back a hundred yards for a touchdown. I would have told you State would have won this game by two touchdowns, and yep. yet they didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. And yet they still 
have a chance to win the ACC Atlantic. And even if they don't get help, they can still win 10 games for what, the second time in school history? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's still, a lot is still there. It's, it's, you know, people tell me all the time, it's, it's got to be really hard being an NC State fan. And I tell them, I'm a Lions fan. We're about to start a quarterback who had way more <laughs> interceptions than touchdowns in college. So I've been through worse. But but this one here is just I'm I'm again, I'm just I'm I'm shocked. I'm in the words of, of Frank Sinatra, I'm 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 be, bewitched, bothered and bewildered. Not in love this time. This is this is in disappointment. I'm I'm bewitched, bothered and bewildered by the fact that we decided this team is uh, a statistical bottom 10th percent of the, the country at stopping the run. Uh, if we're looking at their last couple games, they're bottom five. And for whatever reason, we're going to choose to air it out. Like, to me, after yep. after you see, okay, you know what? This is not going well. Instantly, you should say, we're still in this ball game. Our defense yep. is battling. They're holding them down. Oh, don't worry about it. Bam, Ricky, this game is on y'all. And I know Bam looked at times, he looked a little hobbled and he he ran for 160 yards on kickoffs. Here's what you do. You go in the huddle or you, you bring him to the sideline. You look him in the eye and you say, Bam, I love you. We're going to ride you. I need everything you got tonight. You Next week, you're not even going to have to practice all that much. We will give you as many days off of practice as you need. But tonight... And Winston-Salem, bam, you have to be yep. the best player on yep. this field. You yep. have to be. I need it. I need it from you. And if if you can't go, guess what? Ricky, you're going to have to be the best. Whichever one of y'all is in, I want us to forever look back at this game and say, you know what? If we got beat, we got beat because Wake Forest defense all of a sudden stood tall, rushing defense, stood tall as a giant. And we couldn't get it done. And don't get me wrong. I love Devin Leary and how he's been playing. He's, Devin yeah. Leary's been playing great ball. But guess what? Guess what? Number one, as temperatures drop, so do uh, passer ratings. That's statistically proven. Number two, when you throw the ball, there's three things that can happen and two of them aren't good. That's the reality. Number three, if you have a drive of 10 plays running the ball or if you have a drive of 10 plays passing the ball, which one goes faster, both in real time and in, in the <laughs> amount of time that you burn off the clock? The passing yeah. one. That one goes by faster. You look up and you're like, oh, we're off the field already. Oh, man, we only took two minutes off the clock. The People look at that score, and if you're a casual fan or a fan who has not paid attention and watched the game, you think our defense failed us for allowing that many points. Our defense failed on third downs toward the end of the game, but at the yep. end of the day, they were broken down. They were tired. They yeah. were worn down. Like I said, they they picked off they picked off one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the ACC, uh, three times. That should have been enough. And that's, that's and, and, and you know what? The offense got zero points off of those turnovers. But zero. The, but that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you can say the defense didn't do well enough. I'll I'll tell you this. If you watch that game and you tell me that the defense isn't good enough, what do you say about the offense? One of my keys for last week was no scoring, no touchdown droughts against this team. Because you can score field goals all day and tomorrow. You're not going to beat this team with long scoring droughts. We started off the game our first eight drives. Nothing but two field goals, no touchdowns. 
Well, the last minute and a half of the, they scored two touchdowns in the last minute of the half of the first half. That was it. And that's what that I'm saying. It. And and that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. This this was a situation where, again, if you just run the football. Yeah. And if they yep. stop the run, then you live with, wow, we're not good at doing the thing that we're supposed to do. Yeah, you and then you adjust. That. Yeah, yeah. You, li- you live with that. But again, uh, for all the games where we saw the strategy was run first down, run second down, throw a deep third. For all the times that we did that against really good running defenses, you would think this would be the game where we come into and we're like, yeah, no, nah, I-, I know what to do. I know what to do. <laughs> that that defensive line, that linebacking core is practicing against the backup running back all week. That defensive backfield is practicing against Ja'Cory Roberson, A.T. Perry all week. I think I know which one is a little less prepared. I think I know which one's scout team cannot give the same. I think I know which one's one versus ones is not giving the same look. One of these things is not like the other, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, you know, and I, and I said we was going to go to break 10 minutes ago, but this needed to be driven home that sometimes, like I've said about trick plays all year, sometimes you just trick yourself. Sometimes you just outthink yourself. Sometimes you're just too smart for yourself. And that's, you know, that's, you got to go with the easy choice. And the easy choice of food is always McDonald's. This episode of Locked On Wolfpack has been brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving the community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than a place to just get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to connect. A place where classmates can meet for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win, lose, or draw, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, the away team, doesn't matter. You can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at a, on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. So, with that being said, McDonald's has served so many important purposes in so many people's lives. And we all have memories that connect back to McDonald's. I've got my, my little league games, and I'm sure you've got your, your special <laughs> ones. But the fact of the matter is... McDonald's has been there every step of the way. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. McDonald's, I'm loving it. So, Brett, what are you thinking in this upcoming game against Syracuse? Tell me what you're thinking. Well, I'm thinking that the Wolfpack will know a lot more about where it stands by the time they take the field because Wake Forest is playing at Clemson at noon. So they'll know if they're still in the hunt for the Atlantic division, because it's still within the realm of possibility. If, if Wake Forest loses today at Clemson and then loses next week in Chestnut Hill in the Boston college, which now that Jerkovic is back, you know, that's a, a distinct well possibility. Too. He's playing well. Um, if state wins out, they win the three-way tiebreaker with Wake Forest and Clemson. So it's still possible, but we'll, you know, state will know. I think if, if they see that Wake Forest is lost, I think you'll see a lot more of a motivated team. Uh, maybe if if they realize that they can't win the uh, the Atlantic and, and Wake is beating Clemson, you know, maybe they'll you know there'll be some disappointment there. Listen, here's the thing: it, it's going to boil down to this. Defensively, Sean Tucker is averaging 136 yards a game. Mm-hmm. He scored 11 touchdowns on the ground. He is the leading rusher in the ACC. Yeah. Syracuse is going to run the ball. Absolutely. Okay. Their quarterback, whose name escapes me right now. And uh, Gary Schrader. He is ranked 14th 
out of 14 starting quarterbacks in the ACC yep. in passing efficiency. If I'm Tony Gibson, if I'm Dave Doran, I'm not trying to outcoach everybody. I'm yes. not trying to outcoach myself. I am loading up and stopping the run. If they want to try to beat me by throwing the ball, good luck. Because I think my secondary is good enough against the 14th ranked passer that they can handle themselves. But I am not going to let Sean Tucker beat me. I think State's going to score some points regardless of how they f- decide to do it. Because Syracuse's defense is not very good. Um, and basically it's going to be, can you stop Sean Tucker? Can you stop the run? Well, I think that's that what you, it comes down to. I think you're selling Sean Tucker a little short there, but as, as in the words of the uh, late great rapper, young Dolph preach, let me tell you something. Sean Tucker is the third leading rusher in the nation behind okay. cast yeah. technician, Lewis, uh, Lou Nichols <laughs> up at central Michigan and Kenny Walker III at Michigan State. Those are the only two former, players. Former Wake Forest running back. Exactly. <laughs> former Wake Forest running back, Kenny Walker III. Those are the only two guys in the nation with more rushing yards than Sean Tucker. I mean, this Tucker. guy's the real deal. I mean, he, he listen, I, I, I saw him against Wake Forest, and he almost single-handedly beat Wake Forest. Oh, not, not uh, only yeah. that. Not only is he the real deal. He's so good. There, There's this thing that happens with great players. I call it gravity. They When they're on the field... Their mere presence affects defenses or offenses in ways that they distort, twist, and possibly destroy your game plan just by existing, even if they don't touch the ball. What do I mean by that? Sean Tucker is not the leading touchdown, rushing touchdown guy on that team. Schrader is. How does Schrader have more touchdowns than Tucker? Well, take a guess how the quarterback who would, if you run a read option, and, and the running back has a ton of gravity, who does the ball go to? The oh, it's quarterback. Going to, it's going to the, yeah. The quarterback keeps it. That's, it's that simple. It's that Hartman's simple. The, Hartman's the same way at Wake Forest. Absolutely. It, it, look at how many rushing touchdowns he has, and it's because when he runs that read option with that long mesh, everybody's ready, waiting for Christian Beal Tucker, uh, Turner, uh, Turner to come out of there, and uh, they go to tackle and, him. And not, the ball. O- and not only that, the, the third part of that, that RPO – aspect of it it holds the safeties yeah that again what you do well creates a gravity it creates yep. gravity tucker if he if tucker runs wild he's gonna create the type of gravity where our defense i i'm not sure i'm not i'm, I'm just gonna be honest i'm not sure if he runs wild i'm not sure if we we win this game but the 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 hope here and the belief here is nc state has only been beaten this year by teams who run the ball I'm, yep. I'm sorry, who throw the ball yep, extremely yep, yep. well outside. Yep. You, If you cannot throw the ball well at, on the perimeter, you're going to have a really tough out against this NC State team. And this Syracuse team cannot do that, which is surprising for a Dino Babers-led team. It's surprising to see because Dino, you know, you know, Dino is going to have, is going to be chucking it all over the place. It's going to be super spread out. You're going to have to deal with a little bit of everything in the passing game. Lots of, of very complex uh, schemes. But this year, he just doesn't have the pieces, and he's adjusted to what he's had admirably besides his late-game adjustments. And, and at the end of the day, they're pushing for ball eligibility. So, Yep. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm looking at – I just pulled up the ACC stats, and Garrett Schrader is the eighth-leading rusher in the conference. He la- he's averaging 71 yards a game and does have 13 touchdowns. That's incredible. But, yeah, but that's the thing. If, if, if you're NC State's defense – the one thing you cannot do is let them beat you on the ground. If they, if you want, if Garrett Schrader is going to beat you throwing the ball, you know what? You go shake his hand afterwards and say, you know what? Good game, buddy. 
because I don't think he's capable of doing it. You just don't let them beat you on the ground. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I Early in the season, I always say, don't let a star be born today. But at this point in the season, we know, in the words of Sean Carter, you can try to change, but that's just the top layer. Homie, you was who you was when you got here. This is who <laughs> we know who Schrader is at this point. We know who this offense is at this point. You cannot let this offense become something that, that we have not seen all year. And we'll be right back to talk about uh, to talk about the women's basketball team and their upcoming matchup against number three Maryland because ooh we it's gonna be some running and some gunning uh, in that game. But before we do, I've got to tell you all about BetOnline.ag. They are back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season. Even more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new website and check out the uh, check out the promo code to receive fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code is locked on. From basketball to football to baseball to, to, to NHL to boxing to UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, let me tell you all about Built Bar. These things are not just your average protein bar. They're the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried Built Bar now, by now, you are missing out because it's it's more than just a protein bar. It's more of an experience, and it's an experience that you'll enjoy. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down, but Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite it, you know that you're eating something different. It's more of an experience and one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you swear you were eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits, on top of just being so delicious, they have flavors on flavors on flavors on flavors. You've got coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with a new limited-time flavor every three to four days, so check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So, Brett, our our women's basketball team is taking on what may be the most high-octane team in the nation in Maryland. A team that, I mean, they if they're not going to do nothing else, they're going to run. They're going to run, and they're going to get up and down the court in a hurry. They have scored 80 I want to say they've scored 80 in every game that they played this year. They've scored over 93 times. So what what do you think – how do you think that game will go, and what do you think is the key to stopping such a, a prolific offense? Well, I think the <clears throat> key to stopping prolific offense is to, you know, is to pressure them. But I think it's also to, to you know, be efficient yourself offensively, not turn the ball over and let them get running, you know, let them turn defense into offense. Uh, and, and, you know, not have to come from behind. Um, I think that this team is now a better team than it was a couple of weeks ago when they lost to South Carolina. Kayla Jones appears to be getting close to 100% against uh, Kansas State uh, last night, or yeah, I guess it was last night. Uh, she, she was in double figures and, 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 and rebounded, and she's starting to play more minutes. I, I like that. Uh, Diamond Johnson is starting to be a little bit more comfortable 
Mm-hmm. You can see her kind of incorporating herself into the offense. She is not forcing it like she did against the Gamecocks. And uh, I, I think, you know, you talk, we talked about being yourself when, when we talked about the football team. Yeah. Don't turn the ball over. That's the biggest thing that they could do to help Maryland run. Mm-hmm. If you don't turn the ball over, they can't turn defense into offense. Right. So be who you are. Go inside to Kinane. You know, uh, attack the rim. Uh, they're a better team now than they were against South Carolina. Uh, you know, Diamond Johnson is, is, is feeling a lot more comfortable. Uh, Caleb you know, Jones is, is now starting to get healthy. Uh, Camille Hobby is getting a lot of playing time. Listen, just do what you do and make them adjust. I think they're going to be fine. Uh, win or lose, I think they're going to be a better team because of this. Um, and we're going to know a lot more about this team over the next couple of weeks because their schedule coming up is absolutely brutal. I, I 100% agree, and I'm I'm liking everybody, again, talks a lot of yin-yang and riffraff about women's basketball not being competitive and all that. I'll tell you what, you tell me a year where you saw as many top uh, teams in, in college football play each other as you see in women's basketball. I mean, in yeah. women's basketball, they don't dodge all, the each top, other. all the top five to ten are playing each other because our schedule is brutal, but so is Maryland's. Maryland has us, Stanford, U.S., uh, South Carolina – and uh, who who else? I believe Baylor. All in like a, a eight, six or seven game stretch. All of us, they have all of us before Christmas. And I'm yeah. just like, what? And then they go into their conference. They're the Big Ten. So, they, you know, they're going to play Indiana, Indiana, which, by the way, State does too. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, and, 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 and so it's, yeah, it's, you know, they play each other. And, and listen, I think they're better for it in March because of this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The only downside is everybody does it, so you don't really get an advantage. Like in college basketball, everybody always wonders how uh, Izzo and his gang, regardless of what their regular season schedule was, they always somehow figure it out in March. Uh, The secret sauce is they get their heads beat in early, and they figure out. He can then pull up the tape. When his players start to feel themselves and start to think their stuff doesn't stink anymore, he can pull up the tape and say, hey, Remember when that kid from Kansas punched it on you about five times that game? Yeah, you're still that guy. You still got to come in, punch the clock, and show up to work every day. As as opposed to certain other teams that, you know, they're playing the Southeast Louisiana Directional School for the deaf and Well, blind. I'll give you an example. Duke doesn't play any true road games out of the conference. And they play a lot of teams that really have, they have no business playing. And so they get a lot of bad habits in those games that, you know, they don't fix as they're going along and when they get to March and they play a team that is as good, if not better than them and those bad habits kick in, that's how they get knocked out in the sweet 16. Oh, absolutely. And at the end of the day, I said this about the Kansas city chiefs now being number one in the AFC West. The reality is the chiefs have ended up in the worst position possible because they're playing bad football, but they're still the best in their, in their uh, division. That is the worst thing you can do because people are not going to want to change bad habits that have got them wins people will change habits if it's very clear oh this habit gets my head beat in okay we need to make an adjustment but if you're like this habit has me sitting on top well i guess it's a good habit then now isn't it no no it's not good you're just you know but that's another story for another time by the way i think it's a good thing by the way when they go down to the bahamas that wes's team is playing maryland first rather than washington state second on on saturday because, you know, they're going to go down there, they're going to play, and then on Friday they're going to go to the beach. So, you know, you don't want to have that, that you know, that, that sunburn, that, uh, that, that beach hangover. 
oh, when Lord. you're playing that second game. Washington State's going to be a tough game, but the Maryland game is going to be a tougher one. Well, listen, I, I, I'll tell you this much. Most of the young women on that team are under 21. I hope they don't have a hangover coming no, in. No, no, I don't mean a hangover. Come, hangover. Nah, I'm, I'm messing I mean with you. I know what you're hangover. talking about. I know what <laughs> yeah, you're talking about. Day. I know what you're talking about. Ain't ain't nobody going to be drinking no Bahama Mamas on the beach uh, uh, before that game. (laughs) But anywho, Brett, give me your prediction because the next time I speak to you, both of these games will have been played. So give me your prediction for State Syracuse and then for State Maryland. All right. First of all, State Syracuse. I think State stops the run. Uh, Syracuse is going to score some points because of it, but they're not going to – listen, I I think State wins this game, say, 34-20. Um, and uh, as far as the uh, the women's basketball game, I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think that you're going to have to score in the high 80s to win this game. I think State's capable of doing it. I think they learned a lot from the South Carolina game. I think they're a better team. I think they know who they are a little bit better. I think State wins this game in a really, really, really good game down the wire. So for the, for the football game, very fun fact about uh, me and NC State this year, okay? Every game that I, every game that I picked them to win by double digits in, uh, they are. I want to say they're about four. Let me let me see here. One, two, three, uh, four, four, and yeah. So they're four and one this year on games that. I, oh, I'm sorry. They're four and two on games I picked them to win by double digits in. I picked them to win uh, it by double digits against Mississippi State. And against Miami. So, with that being said, I am no longer picking State to win by double digits. (laughs) I think that this will be a very, very close game. Um, I, I honestly, honestly, I'm going to tell the honest truth here. I think the State rolls. I'm sorry. I've got to say it. I know that this may be a jinx at this point, but I've got to say (laughs) it. I think State rolls here because the same reason I I thought they were going to whoop the wheels off Florida State. If what you do best is what this defense stops best, you're going to have a, a long day. And while Sean Tucker is really good, I don't think he's as explosive as explosive as Corbin is. I think he does some other things better than Corbin. I think that he's more patient. I think he's better at reading his blocks and letting He also develop. runs after contact, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I think Corbin does that well. I think he does that well, too. I think that they're about even with a slight edge to Tucker there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that State is going to be – win this game handily only because what Syracuse does best, we stop best. And so if they were – now, the university, no consequences coming up next week. That will be a little tougher, but we'll see. Uh, now, for the Maryland game, you all are going to have to wait and come back because you got to see me a few <laughs> more times, all right? Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate it every single time. Go find Brett's work at B Fried ACC. Don't worry. He is no longer literally hungover from the uh, from the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series. He's now come back down to earth. He's rejoined us normal folk who have not seen the championship in a while, but we're trusting the Yeiser plan in Detroit. We're trusting it. Um, so, you know, peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.